Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes completed their quest with the insane Prince Mudbutt, who returned home to become king of the lands he burned down himself in a fire. But our heroes still have a magic book to collect from a banshee, and they must meet with the decrepit Sildar. What will they do? Perhaps ignore it all and go shopping? What the hell do I know? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! So you wake up to another beautiful morning in lovely downtown Phandalin. Uh, weather is uh, temperate, moderate <laughs> chance of rain. And uh, you're feeling refreshed, you're feeling good, you think you've accomplished some pretty good things today. And uh, as you know, you start going around the inn, you notice everyone's just got a little bit of a spring in their step. It seems like uh, with the threat of the red brands having been uh, lifted from the town, that everything's pretty good. So uh, it's a brand new day. What would you like to do? Well, I think we got to go talk to Sildar. We got to save Grunter. Yeah, yeah, we should probably get to that at some point. Grunter? Who's Grunter? Dwarf good boots. Gundren? It's close enough. We just got to round those names off. <laughs> Goblin Jr. kind of goes, snarf, snarf, and licks you. But also, uh, he looks at you. He looks at you kind of sadly. Like, he feels, I don't know, not not that loved or taken care of today. Oh, You've been man. neglecting your He's just, you know, he's, he's, look, he's looking at all of your finery, and he's just, he's a little bummed out. We should probably ignore that and carry on. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I lean down, and I take his bowl out of his backpack, mm-hmm. and I, I wave over the bartender, and I ask for an ale. And then I, I feed Goblin Jr. the ale, because that always cheers me up. You asked for the ale in Southern Dwarven, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I lay my hand flat on the table <laughs> with five fingers outspread, and I go, Fringa! Great, okay, yep, so five ales appear. So there's there's one for Goblin Jr. and four for me, and we drink them at exactly the same rate, so we finish simultaneously. <laughs> and then I'm like, guys, Goblin Jr. has 40 gold pieces that he wants to, to his spend. Name. To his name. That is his share of our loot. I know a couple, like yesterday, I was looking into this, I think this dude needs some armor. Look at us. We're all dressed real good. And he's essentially just got a crown around his neck. He's so naked. He's deserved clothes. <laughs> he's got this bad thing. Oh, gee, oh, I can't even believe I left this on you. And I lean over uh, and I untie, untie the, the, the hammers. gross <laughs> hammers, but really the dead man's pants that I turned into <laughs> a vest and I take them off of him. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, I'm still wearing this. And I take off uh, the, the dirty thieves clothes that I'm wearing. 
Uh, and I just shoved my backpack so I can use them later. Okay. <laughs> Be a red brand in the village where we've defeated the red brands? Yeah, and I'm okay. like, I, I want to go to the blacksmith. we got to sort this out. I didn't need that much of a, an explanation. Let's go to the blacksmith. <laughs> I'm down for it. <laughs> Excellent. So um, you pay for your ales, uh, so that'll be one gold. Done. He's real happy about those red brands, so he's giving you a deal. It's a five-for-one sale on local ale. Anyway. New Hammer loves a deal. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, as you're walking through town, you notice the uh, the Lion Shield store that uh, you bought the gauntlets at and yep. that you returned the supplies to now has a new plaque outside that says, Prince Mudbutt shopped here. And there's a really like crude drawing of Mudbutt and Richard <laughs> the Falcon. It's, so uh, I'm like, guys, just a second. Uh, and I, I go in inside and lean in the front door and I look behind the counter and I'm like, hey, do you do like letters and such? Like if I wanted to write a letter to somebody, do you do deliveries? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got people who go all over the place. Um, Anything for friends of Prince Mudbutt. Amazing. So I look back outside and I'm like, guys, it's just going to be a minute. And I run inside uh, and I, I take a piece of paper and I write on it. And I'm like, dear Fiddlesworth, I hope you're doing great, bud. Praise Moonhammer. So just to give you some updates on the faith, uh, we slaughtered a band of militia and we got a new convert. His name's Goblin Jr. Uh, he's real cool. I miss you, bud. Praise Moonhammer. Uh, and then I take the letter and I tie it to one of my light hammers. And I give it to her, and I have it delivered to Fiddlesworth. Back in Neverwinter. Oh, I miss him. Hat. All right, great. And then I go back outside. <laughs> that carrier pigeon's going to have a hard time delivering that letter. <laughs> to send two. It'll be like the coconut Monty Python. Uh, okay, great. So um, you uh, you make it to the blacksmith. The blacksmith seems to be doing a, a pretty good business, uh, given the, the excitement about the dig. People are, are getting new tools and, and mining tools built. Um, so uh, you enter, and you ask the, the blacksmith about uh, building some armor for Goblin Jr., and he looks, you know, he looks at Goblin Jr., truly a mighty, a mighty war dog wolf. And um, he kind of scratches his head and he looks at his tools. And you notice that, you know, the, the kind of operation he's got going, it's, it's booming, but the, the gear isn't that, you know, it's not, not quite up to, up to snuff. And he says, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to help you, but um, for such a custom job, uh, yeah, I need some master tools. Uh, there used to be a smithy in uh, Thundertree, but uh, I haven't heard anything from him in a while. Hmm. This uh, smithy, you're certain he has master tools? Oh, yeah. He used to make fine things. He would make all the gear for the, uh, you know, the oxen. It's a great dude. Really liked him. Okay, so I got a follow-up question then. So let's say we go get you these master tools. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is going to up your business. Uh, fair so quite considerably, yes. Think yes. of all the animals I could outfit. So clearly. Dogs, cats, possibly mice, half, some birds. Halflings? Halflings, humans? yeah. Hey, fuck you. Elf? I'm not an animal. <laughs> Listen, in the eyes of Moonhammer, we're don't, all animals. Don't even start. <laughs> it, there are gods and there are animals. We're the smartest animals. So I'm seething. If, yeah, he's just mad. But I, knowing that everybody in, the, in our, our band has an eye for a deal, what if we get you the master tools? I would say you, you should have to make each of us one thing. Oh, that'd be more than fair. Yes. Like I'd say that the Goblin Jr. needs some armor. Mm-hmm. I want plate mail because I, I just wanted that for my whole life because it looks so cool. Moonhammer loves cool-looking armor. <laughs> Quinny, I'll, I know, fi- I'll decide. I know you're mad at I'll me right now, so you figure out your own, but yeah. just let the gentleman know what you want. I think, I think it's fair that he knows in advance. Oh, okay, yeah, thank you. I'll try and figure that out with my dumb animal brain. Okay, perfect. Alan? I think I'd like a shield of some sort. Shield? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we can make shields, sure. Because I, I haven't had the best of luck with uh, my health and, and healing and... Uh, Let's say, and, with the uh, way it's going, you should wear it on your back. <laughs> All right, so then we all sort of like nod, like we've got a deal, and we just turn to the sulking child-sized Quinny. <laughs> uh, you do you do short swords? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you make an exceptional short sword with these master tools? I could probably make a pretty exceptional one. All right, 
Okay, well, I'll start uh, getting those supplies. Just uh, get me those master tools, and we'll, go, we'll get to work. I think I know where I want to go. <laughs> to Thunder Tree! Now, if you'll recall, you actually already have a reason to go to Thunder Tree, because uh, the lady that you saved Nuna. promised an heirloom as thanks for saving her and her family that she left in Thunder Tree. And if our adventure stays consistent, Quinny will look for it, and it won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird how that keeps happening. I'd say let's go to Thunder Tree. All this equipment will help us save Ed Gr- Grinunder, so, <laughs> so let's close. go save him. It's it's Gundren. Actually, no, it's not so close, and you're getting further from the real name. <laughs> All right, so Grinner is in <laughs> is in Thunder Tree, so let's go hit a tree with lightning. <sighs> the blacksmith kind of uh, draws you a uh, quick map. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, traditional question. How far away is Thunder Tree? <laughs> well, uh, three days. I think <laughs> you're I don't want to really going to like the answer. It is, in fact, three days away. <laughs> You get the sense that perhaps Thunder Tree is located close to the Banshee's Lair. Ooh, Ooh combo. Two, four, one. Two, four, one. Man, Richard is going to be so disappointed he doesn't get to see this Banshee. <laughs> so um, basically, uh, you'll need to head uh, along the Tribor Trail uh, out into the uh, east. And it'll take about three days. You're to go through the uh, the ruined town of uh, Connybury, which was sacked by barbarians long ago. And uh, Thunder Tree is just to the north of that. Well, guys, doesn't sound like there's going to be any traps along the way, so let's go. So uh, you set out. Um, it's going to take three days' journey, so basically just let me know how you're traveling, and I'll let you know what happens. If we're going to collect smithing tools, do we want maybe a, a wagon or even, like, saddlebags Ooh. one horse? Oh, good th- good thought. Mm. Could we get could we get three three horses? Does anybody have horses? You can rent a pack mule from uh, Barson's Provisions for eight gold if you'd like. Sure. I'll, I'll cover this one, guys. Oh, I, I didn't mean you had to pay, I, I, but I'm not going to complain. <laughs> Quinny's like reaching in for his, like, his money pouch, being like, oh, oh, you, oh, well, okay, I'll go, I guess, yeah, sure, you know, great. And then I lean Just, over and I say, Alan, I'll provide the torches. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. I was. I was in the middle of what you said. So I mean, I appreciate that. I. I, I just uh, secretly just feel really bad about stealing that charcoal and incense from the wagon. <laughs> it's gonna haunt earlier. you to the end of your yeah. days. This is me. This is my atonement. I like that you pay back just by renting things at the cost they're rented for. <laughs> this will balance it out. You know? As we step outside the door, I just look at the other two and go. And if things go really bad, we can eat the mule. <laughs> you hear from inside. Is, is don't this, don't eat my mule. Is that a thing that humans do? But listen. Do we eat mules? Humans gotta eat. Goblin Jr. just classic goes, human saying. <laughs> Goblin Jr. just goes, snarf, humans snarf. Humans gotta eat? <laughs> yep. Humans right. gotta eat. You can say that to whoever you want. They'll totally get it. Humans gotta eat. Okay. So uh, you set out. Um, as I said, it was a, it's a nice day for traveling, uh, only a slight chance of rain. Uh, the first day you were able to make very good time. Things go on without uh, too much trouble. So uh, your first day comes and goes, and uh, night has fallen. You're kind of tired. You've been on the road for quite some time, uh, and you feel it might be time to set up camp. All right. I'll take first watch. Great, I'll take a uh, middle-of-the-night watch. I'll take morning watch, guys. Great, Goblin Jr. will watch with me. Excellent. Sounds good. But I'll, like, second him to the two of you on your watches, where, like, he'll probably sleep, but he'll sleep, like, near you, so if he smells <laughs> shit, he'll know what the fuck is up. Got it. Because of my mercenary background, I, I will make sure that we set up camp not, like, within sight of the road, like, we want to be hidden somewhere, and we probably are looking for, like, a, you know, a 30-foot, 40-foot clearing so there's space around the camp so we can see what's going on. Okay, yeah, you're able to find that pretty easily. It's, uh, as you can see, there's woods kind of on one side mm-hmm. of you, so you're able to tuck in there. The night passes relatively without an incident, um, although you think you can hear things moving around you each check. of us on our on our watch respective well, yeah, just watches? i mean okay. it, it seems like there's uh, there's active wildlife in the uh, in the woods oh, um, that's fine yep when dawn breaks uh it's a gray day clouds have rolled in and uh, a storm begins uh so it's it's light rain it's more of an inconvenience than uh than anything else uh and you begin to travel down the road yet again 
Goblin right. Jr. is like really into this mule. Like right. he's like butt sniffing and like he's like not getting kicked. He's a mule. Or he like... thinks it might be like a giant dog. Like he's oh, a little okay. confused, thinks it might be like a, a horse dog or something like that. So it's trying to form a pack with him. But I'm like, no, 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 don't, don't no. do that. And I teach him other tricks <laughs> as we travel. A lot of trick teaching. Which will okay. be revealed as needed in the Which future. Which will be revealed as I invent them. <laughs> Uh, what are your passive perceptions? Ten for me. Fourteen. Twelve. So, um, butthole, you start to notice that there is uh, light webbing in the trees around you. Well, that's probably nothing. <laughs> no, I, I lean to the other two. Like, I turn back to the other two, and I'm like, keep an eye out. There's webbing in trees. Spiders can be big. And then I call Goblin Junior, no, Junior over, and I have him, like, sit in front of me. And I kneel down, and I have that, like, heart-to-heart that you have at, like, like children's movies where the kid talks to the dog, and the dog totally gets it. Uh, and I'm like, listen, there could be giant spiders. I don't need you to run off and chase them. You got to stick with us because we're, like, a family, and that's what this is about. But uh, if you sense them coming or you sense where they are, you give us, like, a little, like, bark yip. Like, not like your full snarf snarf, but I want like a snooze snooze. And then uh, <laughs> aim towards where they are, and we'll all just go off of that. So I, I have him, like, range in front, like, ten feet in front of us, sniffing around. Cool. Uh, so night begins to fall. Uh, still raining. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay, so we're not quite to the abandoned town or the end, but we're two-thirds of the way. So I would say same same rules for camp. Because we're seeing weird spider shit, let's try to get, like, a 60-foot gap. Like, let's get some space between us and there. And I would suggest... There, you know, this, let's open it up to the table because hmm. I, I put a table on the mule that I sit down and I'm like, come on, guys, <laughs> table. I would think spiders don't like fire, but we got people that could theoretically try to rob us. My vote would be more fires. We're out of sight of the road, so we could set up like three or four fires along the edges and keep those lit. More fires might give off the impression of a bigger camp, too. So even for like bandits and stuff like that, they might be discouraged from jumping us. Okay. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I can I can light them with uh, prestidigitation too. Oh, if we, perfect. Uh, gather some firewood. So we'll we'll gather wood and we'll do sort of like four fires at the edge of the camp. We'll do like a northeast southwest fire. So when we're on our watches, we'll kind of like feed fires and keep them going. Cool. And I I tell Goblin Junior like, hey buddy, we're gonna need you to like stay up all night and on the watch, but don't worry, I'm gonna build you a hammock on the oh mule. God. So I build a hammock on the mule so he can sleep when he walks the next day. But we'll have him like on guard duty all night because he's got good smells. Wait, the mule or Goblin Junior? The, the Goblin Junior is on watch. The mule gets to sleep because he's gonna have to carry Goblin Junior all day. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay, so who's on first watch? I'll take first watch again. Great. I'll take middle of the night again. Let's do it. Kay. Morning. So butthole during your watch, you're hanging out with Goblin Junior. Uh, when all of a sudden Goblin Junior starts sniffing the air and suddenly becomes very alert. I listen for the sound of warning, and he goes snoo snoo. I bolts. <laughs> he bolts off into the <sighs> darkness. God damn it. Shit, he takes off on you. Ah. So I, I go back to the camp and I shake Alan and I throw a rock, a rock gently at Quinny. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fuck. Get, get up, dickheads. He snoo snooed. And then I run in after Goblin Jr. because I'm not leaving him alone out in those woods. Right. So uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, I groggily lean over to Alan and be like, what does snoo snoo mean? I've, I haven't heard snoo snoo before. Short sword and bow. Oh, fuck. Are we going to split up? Um, well, I, I'm ready to I, I go, can, uh, but I'm also like looking at you like, should somebody be watching this shit, this fucking mule? Yeah. Um, well, I can use my dark vision to see what direction, if, if we can see where uh, uh, Goblin Jr. is heading out. All right, you go. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll hide in some cover and watch the camp from a, Perfect. a perch. Great. Butthole, pretty much as you hit uh, the edge of the light, uh, all of a sudden Goblin Jr. comes like bolting back in uh, and looks to be wrestling with another wolf. And then all of a sudden from behind them, you hear a mighty war horn 
And you hear the sounds of, of a commotion. Sounds like some people running and yelling to each other. I'm like, it's coming, it's coming! Fuck. Okay, uh, how far away am I from Goblin Jr.? Goblin Jr. is, let's say, 30 feet from you. I'm going to yell back to the rest of the band and be like, we got company! Uh, and then I'm going to run over to Goblin Jr. Uh, and I'm going to take a swing at that wolf. If I can, I'll knock it out rather than kill it, but... Sure. I want to fucking end that right now. Since they're locked in combat, what I'm going to allow you to do is give Goblin Jr. advantage. Great. On this uh, this initial charge. So Goblin Jr. hits. Straight for the throat, boy. Straight for the throat. <laughs> Just like Daddy taught you. The wolf also bites back and manages to hit Goblin Jr. Goblin Jr. goes, snarf! And then snarf! Yeah, he's a badass. He's biting back. So uh, let's roll initiative because that makes the most sense. Fuck. 19 total. three, so I'm at six. And I am 12 total. <laughs> Top of the round, uh, you're fighting the wolf. All of a sudden, sort of running out of the shadows, uh, you see uh, three bloodied hobgoblins. One of them's bigger than the other one. He's got a giant scimitar in his hand. And he's like, run! Run, you fools! It's coming! Hobgoblin? We haven't faced those before. Hobgoblins are just like sort of bigger, beefier goblins, uh, like halfway between a goblin and an orc. And I yell, call off your wolf, you dick! <laughs> And I just yell out, what's coming? The answer to that becomes very apparent as all of a sudden in the edges of the fire, you see a giant spider come bursting through. It's got a uh, hobgoblin locked in its uh, its fangs and is currently sucking the lifeblood out of it. How giant is this giant yeah, spider? How big is the spider? Giant spiders are... Uh, the spiders are super teeny tiny. So is he like the size of... Uh, not a shoe? <laughs> <laughs> like a cow-sized spider. Oh, like, wow. That's this pretty... Is, this is a rather large... Okay. Rather large spider. And then I, I look over to the hobgoblins and I just yell, hey, you want to team up for a minute? <laughs> like, Fuck yes, please help. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'm in, so, I'm yeah, in who, on this. So, who, yeah, who's, who's acting? Uh, so, uh, this would be the spider's turn. Oh, fuck. Fucking spider. So, Jamie, uh, what would you like to do? Spider. You have a hobgoblin locked in your fangs. Yeah, spider the continues look of confusion to bite. on face the, right now. <laughs> uh, spider continues to bite the hobgoblin. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, plus five to hit. So, 12. That will definitely hit. Now that I know Jamie is the spider, <laughs> retroactively, but it still works but with you, the words, my team up is pretty vague. <laughs> also, you don't know that Jamie's the spider. Yeah, that's you don't true. That. Just yeah. see a giant spider murdering the fuck out of him. Uh, that's 1d8 plus 3, so 9. 9? Nine? 9 damage. Okay, uh, oh, you successfully kill the go hobgoblin in your teeth. Uh, can we say I bite him directly in half? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The answer is always yes. <laughs> okay, so Spider, uh, you successfully uh, rip that uh, that one hobgoblin in half. Um, <laughs> you still have a uh, oh, still have a move if you'd like to move, uh, and you still have a bonus action. Uh, yeah, I scurry in that terrifying way that spiders do towards <laughs> the other hobgoblins. Okay, great. Alan, uh, you've just seen a hobgoblin bit in half. Okay, I, I I I don't know what these hobgoblins did, but I'm feeling that. Once they're eliminated, we're probably next. So I'm going to try to cast a witch bolt right at the spider. Whoa. It's right between the eyes. So uh, four on one side and four on the other side? or hmm? It has eight eyes. It's a spider. So which, oh, right. which eye? Right right in the middle of all of the eyes. <laughs> Good thing I have blind sight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's do it up. So 24. That'll definitely hit. And two damage. All right. Take that, you spider bastard. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Shopify. 
When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S, now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Butthole, you're up next. All right. I've seen lightning lance out and strike the uh, the terrifying skittering spider. Yeah, but I'm also pissed off because those fucking hobgoblins didn't tell their wolf to stop. So I'm going to fucking sock this wolf one. <laughs> Not my wolf. I love my wolf. Goblin Jr. is the man. All right. Roll to, to sock the wolf. Ten. You fail to hit. It, it seems in the swirling melee, your concern for Goblin Jr. prevents you from actually hitting uh, the opponent wolf. Nice. There's, and then I've still got a movement thing, sure so do. I'm going to fall onto the evil wolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Swinging. Oh, no. <laughs> Just like well, use mo- arms momentum. open, landing The wolf on looks like it's trying to dodge, but there's a whole lot of very large cleric dropping down on him. <laughs> That's true. 240 right. pounds of... Six foot four, red head, bald head, psychopath. Great. Okay, so you, fuck, you fall prone uh, on the wolf. Um, <laughs> the wolf now has disadvantage, and I'm going to give Goblin Junior advantage. That was exactly what I was aiming for. So dumb. All right, uh, <laughs> Goblin Junior, seeing his opportunity, goes snarf and attempts to bite. He hits, and he rips up the opposing wolf for four points of damage. It goes, because it's not as well-spoken as, uh, as Goblin Jr. And I look over at Goblin Jr. and I go, you guys speak the same language. <laughs> Quinny, you're up. So I'm late to the party on this, and so I'm, I burst into this clearing. I see a giant spider has mm-hmm. just bit a hobgoblin in half. That is correct, and is now skittering, <laughs> caked Jamie's in lightning as uh, Emperor Palpatine over here uh, lights it up. Alan's electrocuting it. I, I'm down. M- My hole has fallen down <laughs> on some wolves. <laughs> Knowing what the player knows, I have to admit I would probably try to attack the I giant mean, spider. Attack the giant spider. I won't run up to him though. I'll do. Uh, I'll fire my short bow. Uh, Fourteen. Okay, you managed to hit. Okay. Uh, four damage. The spider seems to look at you in a sort of a gently hurt and confused way before Aww. looking back towards the hobgoblins. As my uh, my bonus, yeah, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll scurry into some bushes and try to hide again. That is a total of 14. Yes, you managed to, uh, to sneak back in. Hobgoblin's turn, back at the top of the round. Uh, so the hobgoblins are now wheeled around uh, to face the spider. You've got uh, the one large one with the scimitar, two other ones who are holding uh, an axe and a club. And uh, the one with the club says, come on, boss, Like we should just leave him. And the boss says, no, we're taking this druid out once and for all. And uh, with a mighty war cry, he rushes towards the spider and swings his scimitar mightily. Uh, however, not mightily enough. Uh, you get the sense right as he comes in that he realizes that hitting something that's covered in lightning with metal, probably not the best idea. 
And he kind of pulls off and, and snarls angrily. The other two take defensive positions beside him and kind of wait for the <laughs> spidery onslaught. A spider, you're up. Uh, yeah, going to web up the leader of the hobgoblins. Uh, that's an 11 total. You're webbing, unfortunately, as he's like pulling away from trying to hit. He manages to kind of like fumble it, uh, but you get the sense he's uh, he's a little dismayed and uh, and caught up in the uh, okay. caught up in the webs, but he is not uh, fully webbed up. Uh, however, proximity wise, your skittering has uh, has successfully brought you okay, within right. uh, within range. Okay, Alan. All right, and I'm I'm still maintaining this uh, this lightning uh, mm-hmm. bolt. Did did any of us overhear them yell, "Let's get the druid"? I'm gonna say I I, I probably wasn't paying too close attention to it. <laughs> All right, do it up. So I'm gonna roll again for damage. So that's ten. Ten lightning damage. So Spider, you're uh, you're feeling a little rough there. <laughs> yep. but, uh, it's been but good still... having you on the show, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, a bit one dude in half. That's really all I wanted to do today. His kill ratio is one for one. You know, that's not bad. <laughs> Butthole, you are currently lying on top of a very bloody wolf. <laughs> nice. With so, a slightly less bloody wolf attacks it. I, I yell over to Alan, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, they didn't call off the wolf, and they're fighting a druid. Alan, next time, acid, man. Like, just don't, you don't have to kill everything you magic. Uh, simultaneously, uh, so I'm on the ground with this wolf. I'm going to, like, grapple it. Yep. And then I'm going to try to just, like, choke it out. Like, I'm going to do, you know, the, the, the end of I Am Legend where he, like, wraps around the dog and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's me, only I'm like, you deserve oh, this. Oh, no, you should, you should armbar the wolf. Yeah, I <laughs> should just try and dislocate. UFC, I'm like, tap out. <laughs> so, roll an opposed check. 19 total. It should come as no surprise that mm-hmm. as a giant man lying down on top of a wolf, you successfully managed to restrain the bloody, bloody wolf. Nice. Is it unconscious? Because that's what I want to do. They're working on it. I'll let you do that by the, by the end of the next round. Currently, Sick. you're just grappling it. And Excellent. then I look at Goblin Jr. and go, no, I got this. <laughs> Goblin Jr. kind of nods. So he leaps at, uh, he notices that the uh, the leader of the Hobgoblins is fucking around with uh, with webbing. So he uh, he jumps on its back. He manages to hit, and he will do five points of damage to the leader of the hobgoblins. So he starts, like, biting into the, the neck of the, the goblin while kind of nodding at the spider knowingly. Uh, the wolf is unconscious now, so he's out. Brings us back to the top of the round. Did I take a turn? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Oh, sweet, I didn't okay. put you in order. I was like, oh, well, fuck, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Go ahead. The spider's already given me, like, a very kind of, like, conscious, like, hurtful look, so I see, like, there's intelligence there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, surveying the battlefield, I also noticed that the goblins called it a druid. Mm-hmm. So, on a gamble here, I would like to spring out behind uh, the goblins that our spider is facing down mm-hmm. and uh, push one of them into Alan's lightning. Yes. Why? Yeah? Yes, that. Which which of the three? <laughs> do you want to push uh, club, axe, or the leader with the scimitar? The leader with the scimitar. Keep and I would mind like to the do Goblin it. Jr. is on his back right now. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. They're just the one, I guess, if they're lined up, kind of the one that's like closest to the, the lightning. Okay. I'm small, so I'm thinking and and somewhat acrobatic. I would like to run out, do a front flip, and place both of my feet in between his shoulder blades and kick. So you want to yeah. do a, a classic WWE drop kick, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. full body weight. Right. All right. So roll me a uh, dexterity save, I guess. Okay. Or an athletics. Do you have acrobatics or athletics? I have acrobatics. Okay. Uh, make it an, an acrobatics check. Okay. So that's a total of sixteen. Well, you catch the goblin completely off the hobgoblin completely off guard, mm-hmm. and so yeah, you just you just drop kick drop kick that motherfucker right into the lightning. So Alan, if you could please roll me some uh, lightning damage. Okay. Two lightning. I'll damage. take it. So the goblin looks like a. The fuck? And he gets uh, pushed into the lightning. So now you're electrifying a, a hobgoblin okay. uh, as well as the spider. Top of the round, uh, that hobgoblin is in lightning. He's going to have to make a save. He does. So he manages to kind of like skitter out of the way while screaming and uh, his hair is singed off. 
the leader of the hobgoblins screams as the wolf bites into his neck and uh, desperately seeing this giant electrified spider in front of him attempts to swing his scimitar at the spider in an act of desperation. He misses. Seems Goblin Jr. is really fucking him up. Uh, the other go- hobgoblin <laughs> looks back to his wolf, who's currently pinned under, and he says, I'm sorry, Hobgoblin Jr. Oh, fuck. They all named him Hobgoblin Jr. <laughs> I hoped it would never come to this. And he drops his club and runs. Bring us to the spider. I'm going to stop fucking around. I'm just going to try and bite the leader in half. All right. Let's do it up. 11? Given all the shit that's happening to him, I'm going to say yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's covered in webs. A wolf is biting his throat. <laughs> now he gets bitten in half. Not his day. So seven piercing damage. You, you bite that motherfucker in half. So he lets out a tremendous cry... And uh, Goblin Jr. like happily like gnaws on his neck a little more as he goes down, just to just to really make sure those last few minutes are quick and uh, <laughs> quick and gory. Alan, uh, spiders just bit the hobgoblin in half. You're also just accidentally electrocuting a hobgoblin. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm gonna stop the the witch bolt immediately. Okay. So who we have left is you, right now dead you leader. Have, we have guy yeah. with axe with singed hair and running away guy. Yeah. And I and I just yell out and and because I'm. You know, a, a little bit concerned because uh, Butthole just told me, like, what's going on, and, and we think this might not be a real spider. So I just, like, back up and say, wait, wait, wait. Everyone, can we just talk this out for a minute? <laughs> Singed hair guy's like, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Butthole, you're up. I'm going to tie up the wolf because he's unconscious, <laughs> but we've had problems with this before. Yeah. Okay. Goblin Jr. continues to gnaw on the neck of uh, the dead leader. Uh, Quinny, what are you doing? All right, I get up off the ground after having double kicked this guy into mm-hmm. some lightning he seems to be like yeah yep. Yeah, he's he's giving right. up the so ghost. i'm like kind of wordlessly like looking at the spider being like we cool looking at hobgoblin being like are you gonna fuck us over uh and i want to ready an action i'll say for okay. my turn what would you like to ready uh i'll notch an arrow okay great all of a sudden in the uh in the night air you hear a tremendous bone bone blood bone curdling it curdles your bone <laughs> oh my god <laughs> guys uh, my bones are made of milk my bones have gone bad yeah uh you're a, a, a sort of a blood curdling roar and uh soaring out of the rain in the clouds above you is a green dragon oh, so everyone please roll me Shit. a uh, dexterity save i've got 19 total 15 total total of 20 it's the spider at six total the uh, dragon swoops down, opens its mouth, and unleashes a, uh, a mouthful of fire. You all uh, sort of hit the deck, leap to one side or another. Uh, if you passed your save, uh, you take four points of damage. If you did not, you take eight. What, what was the requirement for uh, a pass? I don't need to tell you. But how do we oh, know I'm what sorry. our damage is? I'm sorry. Is? Yes, well, you do. fuck you, Tom. <laughs> we really do need to know. Well, then I fucking pass. Sorry, <laughs> I don't take any damage yeah. then. I, sorry, I, I find a small cave and herd us all into it. The green dragon cannot fit inside. Look, I've had four sips of my coffee. You motherfuckers are lucky I can read. Um, all right, so 19 passes, 15 passes, 20 passes. Um, yeah, great. I'm the only one so who doesn't six pass. Does Come not on, pass. six. Well, unfortunately, no. Uh, so the hobgoblin definitely doesn't pass. Uh, so he he gets lit up like a, a torch. Unfortunately, Goblin Junior also fails and takes a tremendous amount of damage and falls unconscious. Oh fuck! It's okay. It's okay. He's not out yet. You got. You're talking to the healer here. I can handle this shit. What the fuck is going on here? This that is, is an excellent <laughs> question, Alan. Now my question is: uh, If I revert to human form, do I revert to my original hit points? You sure do. It's the best part of animal form. <laughs> Uh, so I think narratively it might make sense if yeah. that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to die, just think about it. 
can I do that now, or should I wait for my yeah? Turn so um, since uh, since the only other uh, enemy, so the, the the dragon you know spews flame and then swoops back off uh, up north. Okay, so I will let you do what you would like. I sprint over to Goblin Junior. I use my cantrip uh, to, 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 to like stabilize the dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I fart gently and I, I waft it at him, and it stabilizes him, so he's not dying anymore. And then, uh, because he is a sacred wolf of Moonhammer, I'm going to use Channel Divinity to preserve life. I, I hold my my Warhammer aloft, and I do like a, a rhythmic fart. It's like trilling. It's like a beautiful flute song, uh, and I fart out a rainbow. And the rainbow goes up and spins around the Warhammer until it goes up, and then it falls down on Goblin Jr., and I heal him 10 hit points. Great. I don't, I don't know what sect this is, but I hate it so, <laughs> so much. Uh, you're about to find out. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Goblin Jr. Is, uh, is looking considerably better. Um, Alan, for you, this is particularly exciting because you, you never thought you would see a dragon in your, in your wildest uh, dreams and nightmares. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more painful than you'd imagined, but it is pretty exciting. Uh, Quinny, I'm pretty sure this is your worst nightmare come true. This is just for a thief yeah. to be out in the middle of a field being attacked by dragons is pretty shitty. Um, no, not even anywhere near the treasure. It's probably protected. It's no. fucking bullshit. <laughs> Jamie, did you want to? Uh, yes, I revert to human form. So I've still got my arrow notched, but I'm kind of like pointing at the ground, just like eyeing you like this was a spider a second ago. So I give you a little nod and say, I'm Quinny. Uh, hello, I'm Jacob Goodbark. Jakob Goodbark, Quinny Brownbarrow. Thank, nice. Thanks for only shooting me the once. Yeah, well, <laughs> thanks for biting those hobgoblins in half, I guess. That's the job. <laughs> we have to find that other one. Jakob, I am Alan. I am so sorry. I thought you were just a spider. <laughs> yeah, just spiders generally aren't about six feet tall, just for future reference. Really? really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm busy doing stuff, so I'm not making my intro yet. I take Goblin Jr. and the two of us go over to Hobgoblin Jr. And how hurting is Hobgoblin Jr.? He's, he's unconscious. He's, he was unconscious and got hit by fire. So you like, did not specify that, sir. That makes him alive, right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! You know what? Yeah, sure. Roll me a d20. <sighs> no, he's still dead. Ah oh, man, I rolled a four. Doesn't matter. It could have been help. anything. Okay, so he's dead. So then I don't go over. I don't give a shit about a dead wolf. Uh, no, I go over. And then I'm going to give him like funeral rites in the style of Moonhammer. There's a lot of muttering and and flexing and then like two forced laughs. And then (laughs) I I fart directly on the corpse. (laughs) And then I wander over to these guys and I'm like, hey, sorry about everybody attacking you. I knew those hobgoblins were dicks. Uh, My name is Butthole Farch. And I am a cleric of the great goddess Moonhammer, the god of joy, strength, and flatulence. The last one is consists of the first two. Uh, I'm, I apologize. I'm not familiar with what I'm slightly convinced is a made-up god. Well, listen. <laughs> could I do the fart magic I do without Moonhammer being real? Uh, I mean, I can I can heal things, and I am he, not he a disciple. He turns into a giant spider. Yeah. So maybe he has a spider god. You don't have to be a dick about it. He can pray to whoever he wants. You actually believe that? I thought, like, as a thief, I was like, I was loving this con you were pulling, but... You believe this shit? I am a cleric of Moonhammer. I mean, to be fair, he brought up my spider god, so I can't really cast aspersions. Yeah, Damn. see? Spider god's great. Moonhammer's great. Fuck, Alan, you shoot lightning out of your hand. Do you pray to anyone before that happens, or do you just make it happen? I mean, I, I kind of re- respect the, the god of knowledge, but I, I think it's just me. I just, I just pointed at Alan looking at you guys like, see? Huh? Yeah, she reads books and says magical words. I summon the power of an unending faith. And I've healed you, Quinny. I cannot believe you're going to come at me with this blasphemy, yeah, bro. I've been healed before, okay? Goblin Jr. starts growling. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I've been like, 
Paylor once or twice healed me. Um, I think Bahamut once. <laughs> Who? Is the dragon god. Much more legitimate. The <laughs> dragon god saved you? It's the five-headed dragon god. No, look, 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 look. I, I he, he said he thought I was a con, so I want to just dive a little bit deeper. What the fuck does the dragon god owe you? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't really buy into that shit either. I'm just like, people heal me, and I guess they think of whatever excuses they need to to get the job done. I just I, thought you were... I am seething with anger. Like, seething <laughs> from the core. Moonhammer is real. Moonhammer has healed you. Moonhammer has healed Alan. Moonhammer has saved Goblin Jr.'s life right now. We found Goblin Jr. because of prayers that led us to this hero that saved your life as well. And now you don't even believe in a god. Oh, and I just fart. It's like, brr! It's really loud and really immediate. Anything else come along with that fart, or was that just air? I stalk away. Okay. Uh, sorry, I need a minute to figure out how the fuck to bring you guys back into Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> This is all D&D. This yeah, is what we're doing. No, I know, I know, I know. Um, so I turn around and I cast Thaumaturgy on Quinny and I make him glow. And I yell, good luck hiding now, dick. <laughs> so uh, all of uh, all of this uh, this has come as quite a surprise to uh, the, the druid you've just encountered. Uh, but, you know, as, uh, as the night goes on and you all share a fire, uh, eventually, butthole, you come back because you're cold. Um, <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I'm a big fat guy. I'm fine. <laughs> okay, so uh, you continue to lurk in the woods, <laughs> angrily farting. But within earshot. <laughs> well, of course. We never stop close. hearing him fart, of course. Yep. No, um, actually, the only person who can hear it is Quinny. And it, I just keep sending smells his way. <laughs> Using thaumaturgy to make me hear farts? Yep. Okay. I can do that. It can summon sounds near you in the woods. Oh, I'm not saying it like incredulously. I'm just confirming. Yeah, yeah okay. you're, you're hearing farts just within three feet of you from random directions. <laughs> okay. And you glow. <laughs> Quinny's pissed off about this, but Tyler's loving this, so that's good. <laughs> As you uh, as you all come back to the fire or lurk nearby farting and using thaumaturgy for entirely legitimate reasons, your new friend Jakob uh, un- unfolds a bit of uh, a bit of his history and what's been going on in the region. Jakob explains that he is a member of the Emerald Enclave, which is a group that uh, works to try and uh, preserve and maintain uh, nature in various areas. Uh, the local politics and local adventures that often pop up. Uh, usually have no regard for the natural world and tend to be highly destructive, whether it's uh, wars or, you know, people chopping down trees to make stuff. Usually things go badly. So anytime there's a huge amount of disquiet in a region, uh, the Emerald Enclave is kind of there to keep an eye on things. This region has always been a bit of a hot spot, um, but Jakob was lucky enough to be able to find uh, refuge in this sort of ruined small town of uh, Thundertree. Um, this whole area was ransacked by barbarians, as you know, a while back. So he was able to kind of take refuge in Thunder Tree, which was uh, destroyed quite some time ago, uh, and be able to keep an eye on things. However, recently a green dragon has come and made its lair in one of the buildings. Oh, all right. Uh, so as a result, he's been having a hard time keeping it down. Um, what you encountered was uh, sort of a roving band of hobgoblins who have been harassing people along the roadway. Uh, needless to say, hobgoblins piss off druids, so they met the fate that... Uh, that was do them. As he's telling this story, I slowly come back and join the group, but I'm like pretending Quinny isn't there. Like I'm not looking oh. at him. I'm going to sit down beside Jacob and just listen to the rest That's of the story. That's just the way a thief likes it. That's perfect. <laughs> the <laughs> farting gets louder. <laughs> just for Quinny. None of us can hear it. Uh, so you also, uh, while you're getting to know uh, Jacob and once you've heard his story, you explain that uh, you're searching for the Wave Echo Mine and uh, your lost friend Gundren. And uh, he's actually heard of the mine uh, and offers assistance in finding it. However, first he requires your assistance to reclaim Thunder Tree. And I'm like, what? And I, I can't. Say, the, the farting. I can't. What, what farting? Maybe Moonhammer's cursing you. 
And then I turn to Jakob and I say, we got to go to Thunder Tree anyway, so if you want some help. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I kind of need to evict this dragon if I want to keep the, uh, keep a base of operations in the area. Yeah, I almost had two wolves, and then this dragon just fucked me right over, so, <laughs> done. Uh, and if I any- still feel just super bad about electrocuting you, so I, I'll, I'll Yeah, I'll, I didn't want to say out. it, but you kind of owe me this one. Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> yeah. so sorry. Quinny's clutching his head, trying to cover his ears, being like, is there treasure? Uh, well, it is a dragon. I haven't gotten into its lair because it's a dragon. But I would assume so. Okay, I'm a, I'm a big treasure guy. Okay, I'm going to turn down Quinny's farts to a level where he could talk normally. Like, I'm, they're still I'm, there, I'm, but... I'm, a, I'm if, if there's treasure, uh, <laughs> as as a exchange for the service of getting this dragon out of here... Yeah, I, 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 I live off the land. I don't have any particular need for material objects or money, so you guys can keep whatever you find. You and I are going to get along splendidly. <laughs> so uh, having decided to uh, to uh, aid each other for mutual benefit, uh, you head off uh, towards Thunder Tree. One quick question before we go to Thunder Tree. Uh, we just murdered a bunch of hobgoblins and almost each other. Is there any XP out of that? Uh, yeah, so you can each take uh, 50 XP from, uh, from your hobgoblin adventure. Puts me up to 775. I'm up to 776. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One more. If, if we get all the way to 899 and I'm the only level three, I'm going to be so happy. <laughs> What's his name? Fiddlesworth is just going to have like this collection of throwing axes going to murder us all. <laughs> he's got so many light hammers. He's got no, the he's, hammers, yeah, yeah. He's, he converted to the faith of Moonhammer. Fiddlesworth is good. That's why I wrote him a letter. I am up to 50 XP. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, you, uh, the next day, uh, particularly with uh, Jakob now as your guide, you're able to uh, travel very quickly. Um, you pass through Conbury, which uh, is another ruined town, was overrun by uh, barbarians long ago. Um, checking the map that you have, uh, you do know that uh, the Banshee's Lair is nearby. I'll turn to Jakob and go, I know we've got Thunder Tree to get to. Would you mind if we did this sad trip to this Banshee thing? Just to cross it off the list. Uh, no, I really don't like the fact that there's an undead thing in my forests right now. So let's get it done. All right. So I let I, I gesture to the group and I say, all right, let's go. Let's go banshee it up. Let's get me a spell book. Right. Uh, so the trail leads northwest into the Neverwinter Wood. And a few miles outside of town, uh, you're sort of making your way through the forest. And uh, as Yakov indicates, it, there, is a, there is a bit of a presence here. It doesn't feel... Uh, it feels vaguely unnatural. Alan, for you particularly, this is, you certainly read about this, but this is the, the sort of the first brush with the undead and mm-hmm. real, hmm. real kind of gross feeling. So um, you start to find heavy vines and thick layers of moss that drape the branches, and the air is noticeably colder than it was in the ruined village. Mm-hmm. Rounding a bend in the trail, you see a screen made from the warped branches of trees standing close together, woven into a dome-like shelter in the shadows, and a low doorway leads inside. Um, can I... Roll to see what my character knows about banshees. Yeah, absolutely. Would that be arcana or would that be nature? Let's say nature because I think okay. that's much better skill for me. I think that's how you would understand yeah. supernatural things. 21 total. Before you would roll, I was debating like, I will also roll for nature. <laughs> but I feel like a dick move. You're like, I rolled 21. I will also attempt All to hell. understand. <laughs> yes, I roll three. I contribute. Yeah. I, I confuse him in his explanation. I, he, I hear they're loud. <laughs> It starts with B. <laughs> B's the second letter of the alphabet. It's what? likely a woman because it's a banshee. <laughs> You're welcome, <laughs> adventuring party. I think that joke was a natural one. <laughs> Laura's got my back for shitty jokes. I'm loving all of them. So uh, what you know about banshees is that um, 
they aren't inherently evil. They aren't uh, as much of a blight as uh, some undead creatures. Okay. Uh, this particular one uh, is uh, is vain and uh, might know the location of an old spell book. But generally speaking, um, they're not like a poltergeist or anything that's just straight up like this is a bad okay. thing. We don't want this around. Uh, at the same time, uh, it is an undead thing that's living in your forest. Do I know uh, – this is also just for me uh, to know how to fight it. Do I know if they're corporeal or not? Uh, give me one second. Uh, before we advance any further – I walk over to Quinny, who's still glowing and hearing farting everywhere. Still? How long does that last? I, I can cast it all I want, so I've been maintaining it for the entire time. And I, I, I look to Quinny, and I, I turn the farting down. Uh, and I just say, I'm disappointed in your lack of faith. I'm disappointed in your attacks on religion. But this is seeming juvenile as we approach a theoretically murderous banshee. So I lean out, and I lay a hand on his shoulder, and the farting immediately stops. And I try to take the glowing away, but it won't go. Right. So I take a hand off him, and I'm a little confused, and I put the hand back on to turn it off, and it doesn't happen again. And even Goblin Jr. is like looking at me weird. Like, I probably <laughs> smell funny because I'm so confused. He's like, snurf, snurf. And I'm like, this one isn't me. And I step back almost surprised, and I just go, Quinny, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, you must have been cursed by Moonhammer. Quinny puts his hand up for a handshake. I take his hand. We shake hands, and I say... Sounds like we're both disappointed in each other. I guess, but <laughs> I, I'm okay with me. This is this is about the goddess. You're gonna have to make things right somehow, or I don't know how this curse will end. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, just like I'm like, fuck, wh- whatever, butthole. Okay, I take I take steps back and prepare to move forward. And Quinny's just glowing like a motherfucker. Yep. Uh, hey, uh, Jacob. Yes. That spider thing that was pretty crazy back there. Is uh, that like the only? animal you can do or is it like yeah do you have a repertoire i got a few things in my back pocket yeah okay it's the one i like though cool cool you do pray to the spider god yes uh i wouldn't say pray i respect the spider god all things are part of the web that's applicable and i i, I take quinny aside and i say i i think i think maybe we can all learn a lesson from uh from what Jacob just said i know that in uh in my home you know a lot of people really prayed to the gods and i didn't really have quite that belief but by having a healthy respect for other people's gods, maybe we can all move forward in friendship and understanding and just tolerate the farting for now. And I, I look at Alan, I'm like, Alan, I appreciate where you're coming from, but no higher power has helped me in my life ever. I've gotten as far as I've gotten on me alone. And I understand that, but I don't think butthole is ever going to understand that. I pipe in and go, I think the lesson you should learn is maybe we shouldn't electrocute things just because they look a little bit different from us. Well, I, I think that's a separate argument. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I agree. I, I agree. And I'm sorry. And I, I will try to make it up to you. Yeah, no, I've just decided Jacob's a real big dick. Who <laughs> I am teaching Goblin Jr. tricks somewhere else. <laughs> He's okay. doing it. He can actually walk on his hind legs now, and I'm teaching him to hold the hammer in his other two legs for, like, processions. For parades? Yeah. Well, eventually. <clears throat> what if we meet a royal or, you know? Okay, so we've had our, our theoretical discussions, but we come together. And I say, Quinny, do you want to take the lead? You've got the comb. Just to double check, because uh, they were asking me about this. Do I, I have access to 
other animal forms yep, as well? Yep, you sure do. Okay. Um, as long as it has a challenge rating of one, right? Yeah, as long as it's got a challenge rating of one and as long as it's something Jakob would have seen and know. So, uh, for example... Oh, he went to a lot of zoos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another thing you know about uh, Banshees, Jakob, they're the undead remnants of elves who were blessed with great beauty but failed to bring that uh, gift to the world. So okay. as a result, it kind of turned them slowly into uh, into these sort of undead creatures the curse uh, causes them to only feel distress at the presence of the living, and gradually their minds and bodies decay until they transform into these undead monsters. They're generally locked forever to the place where they died. They're not allowed to travel much past that, and they're forced to relive every moment of their life with perfect recall forever. You also know, and as Sister Grail told you guys, all Banshees maintain a certain sense, despite become, having become these sort of horrifying, hideous monsters mm. of being very beautiful and very gracious and collect objects of beauty. So, Jakob, do you tell this information to the rest of us? Uh, yes. Okay, so obviously I'm going to be of no use here because I don't speak Elvish. Quinny, do you speak Elvish? No, I don't. Jakob, do you speak Elvish? Uh, no, unfortunately. Dear God, Alan is going to be our diplomat. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo. This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now... Before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? No nope. love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.